0: And now, an interview with Joel Kinsel. When I went to Con Carolinas this year, I got a chance to sit down and talk to Joel Kinsel, VP of Pinnacle Entertainment Group, the makers of Deadlands and Savage Worlds. The interview was for one of the shows I do on War Pig Radio, and we talked mostly about the Savage Worlds showdown rules and tapioca. Here's the interview in full. at Con Carolinas and I am talking to Joel Kensel, who is Vice President of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Well, hello folks! (laughs) Greetings, sir! And the specific thing that I wanted to talk about today is the showdown rule Skirmish rules for Savage Worlds Because I don't think that gets very much attention Well, that's kind of sad They're
1: actually very nice rules And special bonus, they're free
0: Yeah, that's always the the really awesome thing You guys are giving things away left and right It's like every time I go to the website They're giving away
1: more stuff And I'm like, I I, I
0: hope they can stay in business
1: (laughs) That's because we love our fans so much And are such foolish business people That we're desperate for milk for our children All (laughs) donations are welcome (laughs) Awesome Just for those who
0: may not be familiar, how do the skirmish rules differ from the regular RPG rules in general? The
1: skirmish rules differ from the regular RPG rules in general in that they focus pretty much on the mechanical aspects and tabletop use. All the hindrances and most of the social edges that you might run across tend to be washed out or transmuted into something that would apply on the tabletop. Some of the edges that tend toward being social or like quirk that may be in how you play a character get defined mechanically in a way that you can repeat on a tabletop setting that doesn't really make for a good role-playing experience, but the role-playing experience does not translate at all directly to a uh, pure miniscape. How many different showdown settings do you have out right now the showdown rules themselves the 2.0 version are somewhat recent probably out for about five months or so okay but my brain's something like tapioca so <laughs> you're gonna have to take that with a well grain of tapioca i know the <laughs> But what we have out right now for them is uh, we have a couple of scenarios that are not really so much setting-specific on the web. We have Raid on Fort 51, which is a Deadlands specific scenario. It's really more of a mini-campaign. It's a series of engagements that things change for one engagement based on what happened in the prior engagement and the force mix changes a little bit as the story unfolds and that's a product for sale on the website we've got a weird war two scenario that will be coming out on the website hopefully soon i'm not sure what will be the next piece out but it can be easily suited to any of the settings If you could have played it in Savage Worlds, you can play it with Savage Showdown.
0: That's cool. And now, uh, I remember Rippers started as a showdown setting, didn't it?
1: Well, for the history of Showdown, for those folks who remember the Great Rail Wars, which was uh, the uh, minis version of Deadlands, Deadlands Classic, that was the game that kind of turned into the Savage Worlds game itself. Yeah. And so distilling it back down to minis only wasn't so tough, since a lot of that had really already been done. But with prior rules and trying to get everything balanced out, there was still some work to do to it. So the minis game that came of Deadlands Classic turned into Savage Worlds, which produced, of course, Deadlands Reloaded. Uh, (laughs) So really, it's all very much related. There's a lot of similarities amongst it all. Ripper's The Horror Wars was sort of a Great Rail Wars or Showdownification of the Ripper setting. There's nothing out there right now for Showdown 2.0 that is in the Ripper setting, but that's a setting that's rife with stuff that could be turned into Showdown.
0: Well, it seems to me that virtually any setting because of how simple Savage Worlds is, and by simple I mean uh, <laughs> easy to easy to play with. I know uh, what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to me that any setting, any of your settings could easily be converted over to a Showdown
1: setting. Oh, they really could. But what you don't tend to have is a lot of the social discussion, investigation, because at that point you've turned it into a me-versus-you or us-versus-them fight game. Which, I'm not about to say is a bad idea. There's a lot to be said (laughs) for sitting down and going, You know, that boy needs to die, and putting him (laughs) down. There's there's a lot to be said. Sometimes you just got to
0: go bust some heads. Yep. But, uh... I know that there was probably another question in there floating around in my melon, and I have to now fish for it. You may borrow some of my
1: tapioca. Ah, thank you. I'd appreciate it. Mm-hmm.
0: Delicious brain tapioca.
1: <laughs> for the younger folks out there, tapioca used to be a form of pudding that only old people like me and my father ate.
0: <laughs> I remember tapioca. We used to have that uh, served to us in the in my, my grade school cafeteria. And uh, that that's probably... I'm 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 going to try to blame the fact that I can't uh, uh, remember my next question on the fact that I was served tapioca as a child somehow.
1: I will admit admit that I am wandering very far afield here, but when (laughs) I was in elementary school, our lunch ladies tended to like to make homemade chocolate pudding, which was great. The pudding was excellent. But they really did make homemade cooked pudding, so they would always end up with this not-quite-inch-thick layer of skin on the top that they would pull off, cut into squares, and give to children who wanted it. Oh. And there were fights for that stuff, man. Wow. There was no accounting for the taste of children. But since I never had it, in full fairness, I can't claim it was horrible. Oh, I, I
0: can't imagine. just the, the, they, they get into fights over pudding skin in a school cafeteria. I, think I grew
1: up in a rural area.
0: Well, you know, that actually... <laughs> well, you were talking about uh, you know kids getting into fights in, uh, in a school cafeteria over pudding skins that that, that uh, you may be
1: coming up right now with a possible new
0: showdown scenario. That could easily be a showdown scenario.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Special bonus points if you dunk the nerdy kid straight head first into the pot. That would be great.
0: <laughs> well, let's see. Is there anything that you can tell us that we might look for in the future at some point with respect to the showdown rules.
1: The showdown rules are broad and kind of all-inclusive, and occasionally when you try and use the building tools to simulate a specific setting very closely, you can run into a few points mismatches. You can produce something that just seems like X seems more powerful than Y, but really shouldn't Why cost less? Something's wrong here. They're kind of rare, but when you're trying to pin something down precisely, if you've got that persnickety feel that you know exactly how that setting ought to go, it can go a little bit around it. And one of the things we're considering doing is making setting-specific packages for Showdown. Like, perhaps... And this is pure speculation. Perhaps repackaging an actual Great Rail Wars specific set of Showdown bits. That would be cool. Um, Or something like that for some of the other settings. I would say the ones most prone to having so much combat that you'd want to do that for would be Great Rail Wars and the Weird Wars lines. What I can promise, though, for sure or more actual showdown scenarios that'll be up on the website and maybe some more freebies for it as well. Awesome. Well,
0: believe it or not, perhaps it was the ingestion of tapioca, I don't know, but uh, my brain has returned to me the question I wanted to ask. Also, we're, we're getting to the ambush part of the interview, this isn't? is it? Uh, potentially, potentially. You can't uh, prove I was there, uh-huh. I tell you. I'd like you to look at these photos and tell me your immediate reaction. No. Never seen that girl before in my life. Wait, are the wrong photos. Never mind. <laughs> Anyway! Uh, Well, one of the questions I wanted to ask is, uh, have you had a chance to play the Skirmish Rules at all at any point? A little
1: bit. I've honestly not played a whole lot of them myself, because when I have gamer buddies handy, they tend to be handy and big, we-want-to-role-play clumps. Uh, I don't tend to have the occasional gamer buddies show up and just want to blow stuff up. Uh, Ah! Because if they're mad, they just want to blow stuff up, they don't come looking to me. (laughs) I'm not sure exactly what that says, but it tends to be true.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, yeah. Well, I was going to ask what you think
1: your favorite setting might be for use with the showdown rules. My favorite setting. One thing I'd really like to see done in showdown rules, which I think would be very, very nifty, and now that you've brought it up, I think I may have to set somebody to it, is uh, some material for sticks and stones sticks and stones had come out as a minis game a long time ago and we've reproduced it in a different format last year it came out as a card game the actual role-playing game is in the works so yes i'm sure somebody out there will have an ugga bugga stat but uh, <laughs> or perhaps it's a skill i'm not quite sure it's not finished yet but having some scenarios for sticks and stones i think would be a lot of fun i'd love to see that that would be great If people want to come and find your products and they're roving about online, where do they go? They would go to the Pinnacle homepage, which is www.peginc.com. Thanks very much. Anytime. Happy to help.